Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Legendary names in Sabres history connected forever. The great Rick Jenneret talking Dominic Hasek and Marty, you and I being joined by two more that are synonymous with the franchise on this day where we reflect on the life of Rick Jenneret. Rip Simonic, longtime equipment manager for the team. He's known RJ almost your entire life, I think. And uh, Danny Gare with us right now, um, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, this is an incredibly hard day for all of us, but Danny, I know for you, it's, uh, it's a long history with a man who uh, had a big role in the soundtrack of your career. Yeah, you know, a sad day in Saberland, uh, Duffer, and, you know, my condolences obviously go out to Sandra, his wife, and family. Um, RJ was a special, special man, and uh, I mean, I look back at playing my career and getting him to call with him on radio and, and television and uh, enjoy his fantastic magical calls and and then after I retired from broadcasting I got to watch it on TV and what better thing as a fan to follow um, you know iconic uh, individual like him and, and a great friend Rip, Ripper, how, um, when, Rip, when did you meet him? Um, well, RJ, he had worked with the Buffalo Bisons in the American Hockey League. I was a young boy, 16 years old, and I got to befriend him. And uh, when he uh, was signed up for the Sabres, I was uh, still going to college. And I decided to forget college, go to work for the Sabres. And we became long, long, forever friends. I mean, my heart is broken. Uh, it was very tough the last couple of years to watch RJ decline physically. Mentally, sharp as a tack. Yeah. Knew every player, every team. And one thing for sure, and Danny can tell you, Marty, you can tell, Duff, when you were on the road with RJ, right to the first pub, NHL <laughs> Network or Hockey Night Canada before NHL Network. <laughs> so he knew every player. He knew all the lines. He knew everything. 
and his notebook was right between his ears. He was a very intelligent, intelligent announcer. Yeah, Ripper, um, I, I, I know as a player, you took care of us, right? We were high-maintenance, high-priced hockey players, and you took care of us, especially the goalies. But did RJ ever needed things from you? Did he ever ask, hey, Ripper, I need this. Ripper, I need that. Like, was there that relationship as you, the head equipment manager with the players, but also uh, a guy that helped RJ with, with whatever he needed? Well, one thing about RJ, when it came to being in the public and with the players and with the management, he was always, he was always like, this is good. This is fine. Uh, we're going to have a beer blast. You want to come over? Definitely I'll be there. But on a way back home on a plane, he would grumble all the way. But it was a <laughs> loving grumble. <laughs> you guys know that. But there's a lot of things that the guy was like, he could easily get into your heart and stay there. Yeah. 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 Danny, Danny. What, Danny, what do you remember? Like early, early, early on. What do you, what do you what do you recall? I mean, you know, it was just it was quite a time for you yeah. jumping into a very good team, RJ very early on, witnessing this very good team. Well, when you look at the Sabres broadcasters play by play, I mean, obviously two Hall of Famers. First one was Ted Darling. Um, and, and then RJ, he just took, picked up right where Ted left off and, and, and continued his, his, his amazing calls and, and a little different, you know, one of the things with RJ that I recall when I, you know, his voice was, he's like Foster Hewitt. I mean, it just, it, it was, it was a classic hockey voice. And, and one of the things that w when he saw, like Rip said, you know, the, the game, his preparation obviously was between his between his years. You know, he could do a New York Times crossword puzzle in about a half an hour, and those things aren't easy. I tried them, but that's how intelligent he was. But his inflection was amazing. I mean, that's that's the thing that got me always was when the game, when the goal, the team started to go towards a goal, you could see the rise in his inflection, his voice, and how it just increased and got better and better, and then the fantastic calls if the goal was scored. Yeah, I mean, there's um, so many of his amazing calls. Danny, you did like me. You were a player first. So he called yeah. you as a player and then you got to work with him. I was so yeah. intimidated when I first started working because of RJ, but then he has a way to, he had a way to make cracks at you a little bit to make you feel comfortable. I'll just read you a text. He sent me, uh, yeah. you know, last year, he says, you know what? You're really getting a lot better. The only trouble is you're also looking old. So that was RJ in a nutshell. Like he he had a way to make you feel so comfortable. That do you yeah. remember him like kind of initiating you a little bit after you played and then starting with the broadcast? Well, I I tell this story, Marty, and I think you guys may have heard it, but I'll give the uh, viewers and listeners a, a little background. And when I started on radio with him after I retired and um I went to the, we went to the MSG. It was just at the start of the season, Madison Square Gardens, and they hadn't finished the broadcast booth yet. They were still doing some renovations on it. So they put us in these, in the gallery gods, which you know where they are in the blue section. And they had a table um, with, with four or five seats, regular, you know, seats. And we had this engineer and we had a little monitor and I've got all these notes and papers, you know, I'm trying to get all the <laughs> stats and, prepare for the game and he's just got 
the lineup blown up about 10 times because he couldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so as the game goes on, you know, one of my papers fell down between the seats. So I go to pick it up and the Sabre scored. So luckily for me, I have a monitor sitting there next to me and I'm going, as the replay goes on, I go, now, now watch, watch how Andrew Chuck gets the puck and watch, watch how he, he looks for Howard Chuck and Howard Chuck has an excellent job in seeing Mogilly. Mogilly, look, look how he gets the puck to the net and looks for the top shelf. So he's there like this. He's, he's listening to me and we're on radio, right? Yeah. He's going, they can't see. They can't see. <laughs> Just subtly saying it to me, little. Okay, oh, yeah. lesson learned. <laughs> uh, how, when did um, your friendship take you into the uh, a different sporting venue, as far as the horses are concerned? And how much did you <laughs> hang out, uh, Ripper, uh, with RJ on the on the off days? Well, he always was prepared before we even went on a road trip. He goes, we know we're going to Florida, so we could always go to Gulf Street. We know you're going to California. You could always go to Delmar. But he was always there, never interfered with my job. I never interfered with his job. Yeah. Good handicapper, uh, good better. <laughs> and you know what? Had to have a few beer. Yeah. Not beers, beer. I got to have a beer. We have to have a beer after the game. So, I mean, these guys know that, but... Uh, true blue, yeah. true blue, solid, solid man to befriend. Yeah. There wasn't probably 10 people in sports that I've been closer to than Rick Generate. Danny, what about the shenanigans? And and we did a montage a few years ago of RJ on Halloween, right? Dressed up at Frankenstein or at, at Christmas and Santa Claus. Yeah. And then just all of that. Like, like you have, he, he was so comfortable within himself to not yeah. take himself so seriously. Like that was probably to me something that I have learned so much that it doesn't matter if you're doing NHL or if you're just calling a peewee hockey game, like you have to take it. It's a game. Have fun with it. Did that help you um, in, in being a broadcaster as well? I Obviously, you know, he, he, um, like, again, he, he just seemed to be at ease at, at, at doing what he did. And I, I can remember another story that um, one of us, I was one of two other people on this famous call at the old auditorium. And it was when Pat Fontaine was traded. It was a radio uh, game on. He, we were doing radio still, I should say. And we're up in this little box in the auditorium, myself and Barry Butel. And Patty got traded for Pierre Turgeon. And when it, Patty scored his first goal as a Sabre. Rick goes like this, like puts his hand like shut the, up, you know. And I was like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this. Like, what's he doing? And then out of his mouth comes, I almost fell out of the frigging booth. It was crazy. It was like the first time he ever did it. I was fortunate to be one of the first there when he did it, but. He was, he was, um, yeah, he was just, uh, I often, you know, asked him, I said, do you, do you think of these things before you say them? And he says that a few times, but not a lot. He said, they just, they just came to him. I mean, uh, that May Day, you know, a number of the calls, the great iconic calls that he had. Mm -hmm. Rip, can you give us um, a sense of 
even in recent years, what how players reacted behind the scenes, day of a game, prior to the game, you know, RJ would often be down event level around the room. How do you describe their respect for him and what you saw and how they interacted with him? Well, obviously, Danny and Marty were around him a long time ago. And as the players got younger, RJ and myself got older, but RJ always made himself available. I mean, a lot of these guys that came in, especially the last five, six years, the kids knew the calls, they knew him. And you know what? He treated them all with respect. Uh, he was very, very uh, friendly to them. You know, he very, very well-wished every guy there, whether they were a superstar whether they were a fourth liner, third string goalie, didn't make any difference. One thing that RJ never, ever did, no matter what your status was on a team, he always treated the players with respect. And he expected that in return, which obviously all of us here respected him very well. I, I think respect is a word that we need to remember because there was games where I was terrible. And RJ would, would, would say something. It was respectful, but it was true. Like Marty's not having his best night, but it's yeah. respectful and it's true. Danny, um, how hard was that for, how hard is it for a broadcaster to walk that line? Like to be able it, to show respect, but also be authentic and, and let the fans know that it's a good game or it's a bad game. Yeah. I mean, you know, RJ certainly, you know, 51 years with the Sabres, you, you could call him a homer, you know, you could call him uh, a, a guy that, you know, understood, you know, who paid him, but he always knew if there was an issue or a, or a problem where the team wasn't playing. Well, I've said this before. I said the last, what the Sabres haven't made the playoffs in 12 years, the last 10 years, he's been their most valuable player yeah. because of <laughs> keeping people around because of, uh, for the followings that he has, I mean, hmm. by far he has been um, the the man that's that that has kept the, the fans, the people. I mean, um, with his calls and and his and his fun loving way, everything, every way, everything he did he did on the broadcast was um, uh, truly a professional. Want one last uh, word or a few words? Well, RJ? one thing that I really enjoyed. One of my my saddest moments, other than today or yesterday when he passed, was I never got to hear his calls live. I was always on the bench. I was always in the locker room. I was either doing something, but for sure, I listened to every one of his calls after the game, on the plane, on the replays. And one thing about RJ, he, like you said, he makes you comfortable. He banters yeah. back and forth with Rob Ray. I don't know if Rob Ray would even challenge him because RJ would kick his butt. So we know that. So, and, uh, but uh, we have to respect what he stood for and why he stood for it. Danny. Well, like Rip, Rip said, he never heard live. I, I, you know, was fortunate to work with him um, live. Uh, I think the one thing with, with RJ was, uh, you know, I never got to be a color analyst like uh, Harry Neal or Jim Lawrence and Razor. Um, so 
I got to Kaplan's last call a couple years ago. I got to work with him as a, a color analyst next to him, and it was one of the thrills of my life for a period. And I also um, voiced over his video when he got his his number number or his name retired, which was richly deserved. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was just uh, a good man. He always, you know, gave to the community. He'd come to my golf tournament, just to call him up. Yeah, I'll be there. You know, anything with charity work, he was he was around. He was always easy and approachable. I I think what um, when you look at you know, the, the thing that Kevin Adams uh, mentioned in, in his response was not only was, and I thought it was a great line, he goes, not only was he the voice of the Sabres, but he was the voice of the city. And, you know, he certainly, he, he did that so well for so many years. And he, I'm glad to call him, as Rip said, a friend. They all are his friend. And um, rest in peace, RJ. Danny, Rip, thank you so much. Um, it's been an honor to, to share this time a time we didn't want to have to have together, but uh, it's made better by your presence. And uh, thank you again for being here today. Okay. Rest in peace. I'll be on your tombstone, RJ. Remember I told you that a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> we continue remembering RJ after this on Sabres Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.